0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sean Salisbury Show, right here on the Believe Network. I'm Adam Sager. He is Sean Salisbury. As always, we talk in all sports, mainly a lot of football. We got a lot of football coming this weekend, including some really good college games. Some one team I want to talk about in college that I don't think we talk enough about, and they do need things to break their way, but they're still a one-loss team. That if one way if one game breaks their way and then they go on and win they're a team that i don't think anybody's talking about and rightfully so i don't think they're national championship worthy but they could still sneak in if things bounce their way so i'll ask you about that in a little bit and then in the nfl again sean just a a schedule of bad games that nobody gives a shit about and we're all supposed to act like oh the nfl is king the nfl is king so i got one question for you and when we get into that but as always, we're brought to you by Bet Online.
1: We sure are, Sigs. Basketball is also back. We don't just have football, a little bit of everything. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs. This season, you'll always uh, find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the latest and uh, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether it's the NFL or NBA, NHL or MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. It's all out there for you. Head to A G to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use your promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, believe to receive your rewards. Bet Online where the game starts.
0: As always, thank you to Bet Online. Sean, before we get into football, one thing I saw, I didn't see it till this morning. I guess he, he said it two nights ago. Um, your favorite player in the NBA, one LeBron James, said after in his words, his third straight game of not getting calls, not getting to the line, that he needs to learn how to flop. That's what LeBron James said. He needs to learn how to flop. He needs to learn how to throw his head back when when there's contact. This is the same guy that we saw in, I think it was in the finals, a hand come in, miss his face, and he went flying back like he was just punched by Superman. And we've seen him flop for years. I mean, since he was a young kid, we've seen him flop. For him to come out and say that he needs to learn how to flop was just asinine. And remember, this is what, just a few days after him coming out and saying, uh, after a uh, takeoff of the Migos was shot there in Houston and, and you know, sadly passed away, LeBron comes out. And, and when he was asked about the death, he said, Oh yeah. You know, I was putting my teammates on the heat in 2010 onto the Migos. Cause I was loving their stuff. Well, the problem was the Migos didn't start putting out music till 2011. So LeBron's just, he's, He's this guy and this is why so many people have a problem with LeBron because he always has to be that guy that thinks he's you know smarter than everybody else. He's he's more creative. he's he's, he's well, you know talked about and, and he can do all this stuff. and this is why people don't like him because he says dumb shit like this constantly.
1: I mean the same guy who's holding a book <laughs> that's like 400 pages long. And it's by, uh, you know, maybe let, let's say, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, one of the old classics. Okay, like Catch a tale 22. of two cities, right? Tale of two cities, and he's going like this and reading, got it rolled up and folded up, and he's on page two for sixteen years. You mean that that yeah. that guy who's tell who's who's doing this <laughs> and telling you how good the book is, and gives you one <laughs> quote from it, and you say, well, did you get? I mean. Can you quote the last chapter? Because it was my favorite chapter. But I, I, slow down! I didn't get there, uh, but yeah, you know that. And the guy who, who will criticize everybody else, but not Kyrie Irving after what went on. Right. Oh, right. Well, if he really cares about all this, is he going after Nike for not for for suspending Kyrie Irving's stuff? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, right, right.
1: And he did, and flop. Okay. Now listen, great player, made a yes. difference in a lot of lives with his school. I had no doubt about that. But instead of just he's got to learn to flop, he's got to learn to stop stop talking about stuff you're not familiar with, especially a band that, or you know, a rapper, or a rap group, mm-hmm. or a band, whatever it is, or a situation that you're not privy to, or you have no idea, or that started the year after you said you brought the the, the fellas to listen to him, right? Yeah, you were yeah. you were hot on him. So, listen, he makes it hard at times to root for the Lakers, and you know me, Sags. I've been yep, a Laker yep, fan yep, my whole Laker life. Fan, yep. So, re- respect all the way across, but uh, LeBron James does LeBron and he knows that he's, he's untouchable. He could say, you know, oh, yeah. every it's LeBron, dude. It's LeBron. He'll say something like that. And 40 million people will comment on it. And I, I get it, but let's face facts. There's some things that make you roll your eyes at LeBron James and it happens all the time.
0: Well, I mean, and he does was,
1: flop. He's one of the three biggest floppers in the NBA.
0: Yes. And, and, and I mean, there's times this season, last season, the season before his last few years in the NBA where, I mean, it just happened the other night. I, I watched a video on Twitter uh, of, because uh, I'm not going to watch the Lakers. I don't want to watch bad basketball because that's all they play yeah, right they're now horrible bad basketball. They're horrible. But it was a video of three trips up and down the floor. LeBron did not touch the defensive end of the floor because he was talking to referees in the middle of playing, in the middle of the game, when his team was down. He did not touch the defensive end of the floor. And, and it just shows you, you know, like like you said, great player. I have him as number two behind MJ Agreed. Is in my top five. Huge difference maker players. in society. Yes. And, Hypocrite and yes, at times. Done a, done a lot of great yeah. things. But just the, the guy himself, you know, just the way he talks and stuff, he's hard to root for. And the, you brought it up perfectly with the books. You can search it on just go online or go, hell, it's probably on Twitter. Just search LeBron James in books, and you'll see five or six pictures of him sitting in his locker reading a book, and it's always just the cover open. They're never halfway through the book. Never. like It's always the, reason the those page.
1: The reason those pages stick together, LeBron, because they're never open. <laughs> right. okay? It's
0: a, <laughs> okay, It's a brand new book. But, you have to break it right. in some. You have to,
1: but, I mean, uh, the, the critics, you know, it goes everywhere. Like I said, uh, he's got a lot of pull. Now, I really oh, want LeBron yeah. because of the Kyrie situation. I want LeBron, He, you know, people are going to forgive and some are never going to forgive. Well, he didn't. Some are going to forget. And some are never going to forget. But if you're defending your guy, and I understand mm-hmm. why friends defend hey, friends. buddy. Yeah. Right. But Nike did drop Kyrie or at least temporarily suspended his new shoe and his endorsement, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. Well, LeBron's got a lot of pull, right?
0: Yep, especially. Right, Nike. Correct. Yep, yep.
1: And Adam Adam Silver, I believe, said that he doesn't believe that that Kyrie Irvin's anti-Semitic,
0: correct? Uh, uh, Joe Tsai, the Nets owner, just came out very like within the last hour and said that he met with Kyrie and his family, and uh, he came out of the meeting thinking that Kyrie did not have a hateful bone in his body towards Jews or any other people in okay. this world. And and, 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 and didn't and Adam it Silver like, say the same
1: thing? Yes, yes. yes Silver, Silver it sounds right.
0: It, it sounds like Kyrie will be back soon, uh, if right. not right. reinstated today.
1: Who am I to doubt? I'm not doubting Kyrie. Irving. Listen, I never had a problem problem with his vaccination situation. Everybody was mad at him for that. If you don't want to get vaccinated, I have a problem with that. He said some things over the years. Ky- Listen, Kyrie Irving's a smart guy. He he is a uh, he is, and he he knows what he's saying. But you know what I'm saying? He's not Kyrie Irving's smart. You know, you, some of these guys who who play, you know, we, we all have at one point where we know more than we let on, right? Kyrie yeah. Irving's a very smart guy, and. I I I listen, I, I, people from a distance, I understand why what you know, the documentary, what was said and, and it would run and being played on at in movie theater, why people of the Jewish community and faith would be offended. I completely understand. You know what yes, I'm saying? One hundred percent. I'm from a distance, I, and I don't know Kyrie Irving. Um and then I also know that some people deserve to opportunity to explain why or what, what they said in if people of the Jewish faith have talked to him and say, listen, he's not, there's no anti-Semitic, don't, don't, he, he deserves us to take him at his word, right? Right. I mean, I, I, so I'm, and I'm, listen, this isn't me judging that part of it at all, because I would, no, I, I don't believe in doing that. But while this is going on, if LeBron has his back and is and his right, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got enough pull to call Nike and say, you got your, your, this guy doesn't. He's not who you think he is. With that, right, he right, right. You know, right. I don't, and I don't think. And, I, and I'm glad that when they came out and said this, that they don't believe he has that. Not, not hate. Is it hateful? Is it? Yeah, it, he doesn't have hateful hate, fearing, hate, hate for, feelings for the Jewish towards. community. Right. Yes. Right. So, and I, and so, hopefully, that situation will bit I don't know if rectified is the, the proper word considering the circumstances when feelings get hurt. But back to LeBron is this, this, how this whole thing started. Is he's got so much pull everywhere. Sometimes. To say you don't flop, that he needs to flop more, don't do that, LeBron. We've yeah, seen enough. Come on. Come Just keep being on. a great player, but LeBron likes to LeBron loves to insert himself into conversations maybe at times that 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 he probably is I don't mind him saying it all the time, but he inserts himself into conversations that he could probably he 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 uh like in the Kyries then tell Nike to give him a shoe back if yeah. if you believe that strongly. Yeah. Or with the Jeff, what was it, uh, Daryl Morey situation, right? Mm -hmm. But listen, I have a lot of respect for LeBron, but there are certain things he says that make you shake your head, and this is one of them saying it's eye-rolling, like like about about the flop, right, the flop part of it. So it seems like every other week we're talking about LeBron, 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 and right now it isn't for good basketball.
0: Right, yeah, there's there's no good basketball being played there in L.A. Uh, Jumping to the NFL, Sean, we got one game. One game with two teams over 500 this week in the NFL. It, it's putrid. And the one game that we is have is
1: Tampa and Seattle?
0: No, Tampa's four and five. Well, oh, that's right. So that's right. Uh, it's the Vikings at the Bills. Well, so you may the not game have Josh back, Allen. It, it, Josh Allen did not practice again today. So I would not assume that he's playing on Sunday. He has not practiced yet this week. Now, if there's a guy who could play, sure, maybe he does play. But the way normally things work in the NFL, when a guy doesn't practice during the week, he normally does not play. It, and if you are the Bills, I know it's a good team, but why risk it? Why risk it when you have a very competitive division? You are gonna make the playoffs if you have Josh Allen. If not, you are not winning. If he's out for the year, you are not winning a Super Bowl. So take. And they the got week. a
1: capable backup that can go win in Case yes. Keenum.
0: Yes, because it, it's not like the Vikings. I know. Yes, they're seven and one playing great football, but they're not this, you know, they're not the chiefs. They're not the Eagles. They're, they're not on that level. So I think if Case Keenum comes in and plays, I think that the bills can still be competitive in this game.
1: Agreed. I, I would, and it's in their building. So be smart if you're okay, Buffalo, but, but there's a bad, a lot of bad football, but a lot of you, it's, oh. It's going to be a hard watch on Sunday, unless you're rooting for your team. Like you got Detroit, I think, in Chicago, yes. right? Yep, yep. The Raiders are taking on the Colts. The only intrigue about that is, can the Raiders play any worse? And Jeff Saturday is he going to get his first victory right. in his first game? Other than that, there's not a whole lot of uh, no lot of not a whole lot of intrigue for me in football this week. And can the Buccaneers win two in a row? You know, stuff like that. I guess it, it, ex- exactly. you got to create, you got to manufacture interest.
0: So let's start with that Vikings Bills game. How good do you think the Vikings are? Do you think they're a legit Super Bowl like winning contender? Do you think they're an NFC championship type team? Do you think they get in the playoffs and then lose right away because they're kind of overrated in an overflated schedule?
1: They're they're doing they they feel different this year for me because of their they're they're winning in a lot of different ways. Early they didn't play well in the middle last week, came on and, and, and found a way to get it done. I mean, Cousins started fast and ended and in between. They just kind of slogged around a little bit. I think they've beaten four backup quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And, and I believe so. And if Josh Allen doesn't play, that'll be a fifth that they've played against. Now, all you can do is, and the one team that they went on the road and played, it got lost. They got beat by Philadelphia against a good, the best team in the NFC, right? I think mm-hmm. it was Philly who got him, right? Yeah. yeah Pretty yeah. sure. Second game of the year. Yeah. So you know what it is, Segs. If it wasn't for a weak NFC, I wouldn't have him as highly ranked as I do. Even at seven and one, I'd say, okay, I've seen this movie. Maybe not seven and one start, but Cousins seems to be making throws. It seems like he is matured on the stat padding thing. That he's willing to make some different to take a few more chances when necessary. I think Kevin O'Connell's got them headed in the right direction. Uh, attacking on offense, they've got weapons. They, uh they get after you a little bit defensively they can run the football I'll tell you where I have them I have them in the second tier and in the in the second tier the one tier is Philadelphia and then it's the Cowboys 49ers Vikings range in that Seattle I I, I put them them and the Cowboys in the second tier for sure does that make sense mm-hmm. in the NFC I think they're legitimate but there's a stretch here in the next three or four weeks eggs and if Josh Allen was playing that I think they have the Cowboys in a week or two Yep, they, got, they They got Buffalo, like we said on the road. You're going to find out a lot about them, but they are, regardless, they keep taking care of their business, regardless of who the quarterback is. They're going to be playing at home in the playoffs if they keep, you know, as long as, you know, if they can get a little help in Philly. I mean, they keep going, and the division's not very good right now. So I do believe in them. I think they're legit because once they get in, but the it doesn't matter what happens between now and then as long as they get in. We're all going to have the question is, who are they in January? So we're going to find out. I I feel I have a different feel for them than I have at no time in the last decade if I felt they were a Super Bowl threat. With the NFC, how it is and with the way they're playing, and I like the way they're being coached, they may may very well be a Super Bowl threat right now. Today, I'd say yes. So they are a contender. Yes.
0: I got you. Yeah. And just going through their schedule real quick. First week one beat Green Bay 23 7, but now you look at that win and it's like, that's nothing. You know, Green Bay is right. a bad football team this year. Then they got throttled by Philly 24 7. Then they beat Detroit 28 24 in a game they easily could have lost. And then then they played Andy Dalton and the Saints. They won 28 uh, 25. Then they played the Bears. They won 29 22. And Justin Fields was leading a drive late. Where um, I'm blanking on which player it was caught the ball and then fumbled, you know. So I think it was St. Brown um, had a bad fumble in that game, cost the Bears there. Then they played the Dolphins without Tua. Then they played the Cardinals, who are a bad football team, and and won that game by eight. And then they beat the Commanders with Taylor Heineke. So yeah, what, you know, what,
1: what, what do? You, when did they play the Dolphins? What what
0: was uh, the day? The 16th of october
1: now why did i think they played him in early who who went to was it buffalo who went did buffalo go to to miami it was buffalo who went to miami and lost lost?
0: yeah yeah right
1: and in minnesota right because i said was it the second game of the season no it was the second month of the season (laughs) because the the vikings went to played philly right
0: yeah because the the bill's dolphins game that was the first concussion for tua because it was Matt Milano, the linebacker, who shoved him and, and, exactly. he and he hit right. and he stumbled on that That's uh, right. Sunday. Um, okay. So, yeah. But then let's move to another game. You got the Chargers at the 49ers, five and three for the Chargers, four and four for the 49ers. The question I have about this game is they're both in very similar positions in their conference. You know, they're the Niners lose. I think they drop out of the playoffs. The Chargers lose, they drop right to the bottom of the playoffs in the AFC. So, in your opinion, who needs this win more? Just for the way they've been playing, the the injuries for both teams have piled up this year. Who needs the win more, in your opinion?
1: I, I think the Chargers. I think the AFC is tougher, and I also I don't trust the Chargers. I don't. I I, I, I I don't I don't trust the Chargers. I and for some reason they just kind of look. They don't ever. They're not pushing the ball down the field like normal. I, I don't ever see uh, for a team that's that talented that I had, you know, I had winning the division segs this year mm-hmm. going in. I had them win the division. I, I, did, I, I don't trust him. I actually think Philadelphia, I mean, uh, 49ers going to win a game. I, I, I do. I think 49ers are going to win the game, and I don't trust him. The coach concerns me with some of his decisions. So I'm going to say they do. Why? Because Rams aren't good, Arizona's not good. I keep waiting for Seattle to come down to earth, but I don't know if it'll happen. Now they're going to keep winning. Exactly. And Gino's got to be considered. You got to start thinking MVP votes for him the way he's played. So uh, I I think that we're going to see, but I'm going to say, I still think the 49ers with a loss can go win the division. I don't believe the chargers are winning the division now. And I sure as hell don't think they're going to win it. If they lose Kansas City's clearly the best team in that division in my mind.
0: Yeah. Talking about now, the Seahawks play the Bucks. The Seahawks go to Tampa and win this game. They go to seven and three. The Chargers, if they beat the Niners, Niners four and five. You're talking a two and a half game difference with only what seven to play. If my with math, T, is right? Correct.
1: With we're right with a team that will be that the 49ers talk about inconsistency. They're another team that week to week you say with injuries and the rest who's showing up. Right. Like they've been a model of consistency either. So uh and you're right record wise it says well two and a half games chasing a team that's playing really good football now you're just in a battle to say well can we win the, the can we get into the playoffs screw the division you get, you i mean you got a, a lot of a lot, <laughs> lot of stuff you're going to have to overcome and you get to see Seattle again if i'm not mistaken if you're the 49ers So yes. yeah, that helps
0: yeah just looking at that schedule they play uh middle of december on a thursday night uh those two teams match up so uh, yeah, i mean, but just looking at Seattle, you know, we talked about how well they're playing and leading the division, and nobody saw this coming from this team after they traded away Russell Wilson for the hall of picks and and got some players. But let's look at the guy you mentioned for MVP votes and Geno Smith. Played out of his mind this year. Everybody was talking like, oh, Seattle's gonna be in that top five range, looking at Bryce Young, oh, yeah. C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, anybody else that jumps in there, quarterback-wise. But now, with the way he's played, and he's going to be a free agent next year, how would you handle this if you're Seattle? Are you saying, okay, we're we're most likely going to the playoffs here? Are you franchising him one year, making him do it again, and then kind of re- reevaluate next offseason?
1: The way I see it now, if he goes and plays like this the rest of the year, and you get and you win the division. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn around and give him a five-year, right? Uh, you know, twenty million dollar a year contract. I'll franchise him for one year. I will. I know that. That's a, that puts him what the top five of quarterback's pass. That's a hell of oh, like, it's going to uh, be huge years, money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Geno Smith only one two years year. ago, right? But dude, Geno Smith two years ago never thought he'd be in this situation again. You think about that when they traded for Drew Locke, It was well, Locke and Geno Smith. We'll see who wins the job in training camp, right? And Gino did, and he had to look back ever since. I mean, they, they traded with Drew Locke, was part of the Russell Wilson part of it. But he's been a backup spot starter journeyman kind of since he's been in the league, correct? So here yeah. we are, and somehow got to believe in himself, matured now at the right time. Things look different. The game looks like it slowed down for him. He's playing, doing what he does best, and they're coaching him up. I, I would now, do you say, well, dude, let's – well, I can tell you this. He's going to allow them to take that a first round pick and go spend it on somebody else, meaning another player to help yes, him build a playmaker. The right now, if he if he plays like this the rest of the year, I'm not drafting a quarterback in the first round. No, I'm just, if I'm Seattle, I'm not doing it because he's been an uh, it's an unbelievable bonus. Like, good gracious, let's do that. Then you got to weigh, Is this a one year wonder? And if he becomes a star or a big, everybody's talking about him, top five MVP candidate, top three, and we give him a five year deal, and in one year we're like, ooh. But if you that, believe in bad. it. That 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 that's what you got to you know you got to think about. So at the worst, you don't have to draft a guy. You you franchise him, and then you let him go prove it again. Then you get a big a bigger deal because he's not old. So you're in a good situation. Dino Smith just take care of your business. You're going to get paid one way or the other on either short term or long term. But the the key for him is he's making it easy for them not to draft a first uh, a quarterback in the first round, which we all like you said knew was going to happen or at least thought was.
0: And remember, uh, they have. What and at this moment, I just pulled it up. They have all their picks, twelfth pick and the twenty third pick because they get Denver's first round pick, and we all know what's going on with Denver. If Denver continues to lose, that could be a top ten pick you have plus your pick in the twenties, probably if if you're a playoff team. So the Seattle Seahawks could be in a really good spot now. They still need some playmakers on defense and stuff like that, but. That's what the drafts for. You go get a couple of young guys. You spend some money in free agency, and you just franchise Gino, and and you make him do it again. And then if he does it again, and he because on... Long term. I mean, the numbers, Sean, are crazy. Through nine games, he's completing seventy three percent of his passes. He's got twenty two hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, you know, it,
1: it, that's and insane. a division leading team. You know yeah. what it looks like two six. You know it's crazy. You remember when we were together? Remember when Geno Smith was in college? The first six games of his Heisman when, when he yeah. came out was through like four. He was throwing like four or five touchdowns each week, and he went to Texas Tech in Lubbock, and the wind was blowing. They were like undefeated, and he had a bad game and lost mm-hmm. the Heisman Trophy. It was. I mean, it, I, I remember it vividly. And wasn't Dana coaching Geno at West Virginia believe, at the time? Was Dana Hogerson there? So yeah, Dana Hogan, maybe. And, and right then and there, work. and you thought, okay, man, this guy, he was having a monster year. Every ball he threw landed to the right guy. He's having that, at least I'm talking about for the first five games of that season or whatever it was. He's, he's uh wasn't Austin, that kid Austin? Is it Terrell uh, Tavon Austin? White, Tavon, Tavon. Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin. Tavon, Terrell Tavon, Tavon Austin's the defensive coordinator in Detroit, yeah. I think, right? Right, Yeah. So Tavon Austin, remember how he, had, he was running all over the place? They were doing everything. And so, yes, the numbers are alarming. The key is he just got to stay away from listening to what we're saying about him and, and what he reads about the numbers and don't do the numbers thing. And so if it parlays out and you end up with 32 touchdowns, seven picks, and your team wins the division and you throw for 44, 4,500 yards, he's going to get a bag. Is it more than one bag years-wise or is it one? Either way, top five on a franchise tag makes you really, really highly paid for a guy who was wondering if he was going to be the starting quarterback seven months ago.
0: Yeah, it just just incredible. What I love you it. Know, Good for him. I'm proud yeah. of him, man. Good for him. Uh, you know, I, I was trying to find the franchise tag, uh, what it was this year for quarterbacks. It was $29 million. And this is with now Russ has got paid a huge amount of money. Lamar could get paid a huge amount of money. We're going to have some extensions that are going to be massive. That is going to push that up. He could make thirty-five million dollars next year, plus thirty-five yeah. plus million dollars. So, next year oh, on a franchise so if
1: Geno Smith has to settle for the franchise tag sakes,
0: I think he'll be okay.
1: I think he'll deal right. And you go put back to backers up. Then guess what? And he's got good receivers. We know right? he, they got guys, and they can run the football. Hell, it may just be the start of something special. You say now this is a normal progression for a quarterback. Look, he late late bloomer, and now he's kicking ass. Good for him. I love to see it.
0: He's on a he's making one two just over two million dollars this year. So I think he'll be fine with thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven million dollars.
1: That's called a nice pay raise.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a that's a pretty good pay raise for good for for him though. I like I like yes.
1: I like seeing people get paid especially yeah. underdogs like that
0: especially when we're seeing other guys really really struggle you know at the quarterback position like Tom Brady or yeah,
1: yeah. or maybe you see a guy like uh uh you know Brandon Cooks who's getting paid just doesn't show up cuz he's frustrated yeah, good for yeah. Geno Smith earning yeah. his paycheck
0: you know, Brandon Cooks tired of losing you know even though you signed a contract with the Houston Texans before the but season started But you know what started. else he's
1: tired of doing sex. he said I love going to work and competing with my you know my teammates I love it but you didn't go to work and compete with your teammates yeah, you and you were healthy enough that. to go to work and compete with your teammates yeah save That's the true. safe space frustration for somebody who's actually buying into it not this cat
0: yeah you you actually did the opposite brandon cooks but thank uh, you speaking of whatever uh to college football we got some interesting games and a team i want to talk about to start here has a big game this week which they are dogs in and even at home they're home dogs we got alabama at Ole Miss, Ole Miss eight and one. Now the problem is their loss is to LSU. So right now they, if LSU wins out, they go to the, the SEC title game. Even if Ole Miss runs the table, Ole Miss could be 11 and one sitting there and not make it to the SEC championship because of what LSU is doing. But let's say LSU stumbles. Let's say they, they, you know, they, they go out and they lose a game. Ole Miss beats Alabama and Ole Miss runs the table. And continues on and they make it to the SEC championship game against Georgia. Is it, this they, is your
1: one loss team that you're thinking nobody's talking about, right? Yeah, Thanks.
0: no one's no one. I mean, even when we talked about it the other day, we didn't mention Ole Miss. We didn't, we, as we, a we didn't. I,
1: two weeks ago we had him up there with a chance, and then after one loss, we're like, Yeah, we blew him off. That's a good point. Right.
0: But my question about Ole Miss is do you think Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart in that run attack that they have? Do you think they're good enough to first of all beat Bama this weekend at home? And do you think they're good enough to go on and, you know, com- let's just say compete with a Georgia in an SEC title game if they were to get there?
1: I do, cuz they can because they can shorten a game with their run game and they're capable if the dart has to throw it 35 times they can. Yeah. They don't need and he's a really good runner. So, like, you make a good point and here's here's why I'm taking all miss to cover. I, I would take the underdog in that game. Yeah, it's I, I uh, minus I, I
0: twelve for Alabama.
1: I would take Ole Miss in the game if I and I may bet it. I'm taking Ole Miss now. Alabama may be pissed and all that, but regardless, still got to show up and play. And they they don't look the same. Bill O'Brien seems to be in a bit of hot water from what I've read as well. The Should offensive be. coordinator, um, yeah. So Segs, the way they run it, here's here's what happens is these teams now they hover around the line of scrimmage. If you're going to run it that often. And you have a guy who can throw it if he has to, because yeah, and you know Lane will dial up all kinds of different formations oh, yeah. and stuff. So he he can be exotic. Yeah, if you can run it, and I'll tell you the whole key: they got to win on first down when they play in those type of games. This week, they got to win on first down if they get that far. Now that you mentioned it, we shouldn't be ruling them out because it's a legitimate shot. Now, if they go and pull this off this week. They, they're going to be the topic of conversation all week next week, along with Alabama saying three loss Alabama. What the yeah, hell's going good. on? Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I underrated and you hit it. First of all, big potential at the quarterback position, but really, really good run game. Because when I talk to people, I t- try to tell them, they think that the leeches and the, I mean, Mike Leach, not leech, Mike yeah. Leach and the Lane Kiffins, and those don't want to run the football. Yeah. They just the throw, it, throw, it, they, throw it, throw it, throw right, it, throw it. Right. No, the truth of the matter is they all want to run it. They want to spread you out and run it. And when they're capable of doing it, and then they want to destroy you when you decide to box it up and then go play because they're good enough to do it, the key is having that quarterback who can make those high-leverage throws when necessary, and Jackson Dart can. Dangerous football team, and you're exactly right. It would have been Oregon that nobody's talking about, but people are starting to talk about Oregon. You know, now, Ole Miss is that team you're like, oh, yeah, them? Yeah, no doubt about it. That place is going to be rocking on Saturday, my man, in in, uh, Oxford.
0: All right, let's stick in the SEC. We got Georgia, number one team, just came off a beatdown of Tennessee, 16-point favorites. At Mississippi State, do you look at this game and just say, you know, uh, not only just to cover, but do you look at Georgia's maybe being a little vulnerable coming off the big-time win against the team that everybody was talking about in Tennessee? Everybody loved Tennessee, and Georgia just whooped their ass there in Athens. Well, now you got to go... To Mississippi State and play a team that is a good football team. Yeah, they've lost some games. Maybe they shouldn't have. But uh, do you see Georgia being vulnerable, or do you just think they're a machine that continues to no. roll?
1: Leach is good for a couple of these a year, Segs. I'm not saying he can beat Georgia. You know this, right. right? Here's why they're dangerous in a game like this. Georgia coming off a huge matchup. Leach has been devising. He knew Georgia's coming down. Now, if Georgia comes out and scores 21 in the first quarter. Be careful because it could get ugly. Yeah. Um. But Leach and Barrett, you know, receivers this week took the chairs away, yeah. all that stuff, and they've got an accurate quarterback. I'm just telling you that if he gets on one of those rolls and and Leach, if he goes into this and they can't run it, he'll throw it 70 times. He he does not care, right? right? He he just it, it could be fourth and four at midfield, and they're up 14, up 14, and he'll say, "I want to go score, go score again, be up 21." This game intrigues me. Now, of course, I'm picking Georgia, but I've seen Leach all of a sudden and people all over the field flying down and doing all the things we see, bum-rushing because somebody pulled off an upset. If there's guys in this country, two of them this week are both in the same state, who can pull shit like this off, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, and two big reasons why they got balls enough to just call stuff that the normal dude won't call because they're afraid to lose a game, right? That ain't Mike. He understands his team's good, not great. And Lane understands he's got an opportunity of a lifetime that he's going to try to capitalize on. I I wouldn't rule keep an eye on the first quarter of Leach's game. In that first quarter, if we come out and you and I, you know, talking on, on during college game day and we look mm-hmm. at the score and at eleven, whenever this game starts, and you say, Oh, it's six minutes to go in the first quarter, it's twenty one nothing, Georgia. Yeah. Guess what? Because then they're going to let it all out. They're going to drop back and throw. George just knows they're going to drop back and throw. And then they're going to hand it off and shorten the game, go home and win. But I'm keeping an eye on the first quarter in that game heavy because if this gets to halftime and close with an accurate quarterback and 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 he's upright, they can be dangerous because a quarterback, they will throw it all over the lot if you let them.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And then the other big game that we talked about um, the other day, TCU at Texas. Texas is a seven and a half point favorite there in Austin. Um, do you still think that Texas is winning the game outright?
1: I think Texas wins it, but I'm bet. I, I've already put it in. I'm betting TCU to win. I mean, to to cover. Okay. So if we're talking. So you think they'll be inside we, we, the seven and a half? I, I I think they're gonna. I think that there's gonna be a listen. Their quarterback Texas should be favored. I get it at home, even though mm-hmm. TCU's ranked higher and Vegas isn't stupid, and they're playing in Austin. But Segs they, the key is they're going to have to get a couple stops on defense, but the quarterback, he's—I mean—he's played well all year long.
0: Yeah, Duggan. He, he has
1: played. Yeah, he uh, Duggan has played Heisman Trophy football at times all year long, and and this is a team with Sonny Dykes that if they're down three touchdowns, they will th- they will throw their wave. They can score in a hurry. Keep an eye on the over. Get a couple stops and Max Duggan can make enough plays i like this closer than the seven and a half i think it comes down to a fourth quarter game in my opinion because i think they can move the football
0: yeah i'm with you there i do think texas wins though uh i do too i do too which is going to
1: eliminate tcu from national title yes
0: then they're out and as is the big 12 uh last thing heisman we haven't really talked about the heisman this year CJ Stroud is one of those up there, but he just had the clunker in the wind as you know, OSU friends would tell you against Northwestern, uh, Blake Corum at Michigan has just carried that offense at times and, you know, running the ball 25 to 30 times a game, plus 30 plus sometimes Hendon hooker at Tennessee. We all know what he's done, but then he had the game against Georgia, Caleb Williams, there at USC is putting up phenomenal numbers, Bo Nix at Oregon, who's been great as of late and once he got comfortable in that offense and then the guy i feel like nobody's talking about drake may at unc or north carolina yeah Yeah. look at his numbers and this kid's only a a redshirt uh freshman this kid is going to be very good next year he's going to be talked about with the caleb williams and the other as the top quarterback in that class assuming he goes out for the nfl draft um in 2024 But uh, who's your leader in the clubhouse here?
1: I, I like that kid too, and one of my guys is getting heavily recruited by Mac Brown and North Carolina. They friggin' love one of my guys, and he loves North Carolina. And if all of a sudden um, he loves a lot of schools, all, all those kids do, and but he goes there and May leaves, it's the perfect timing because he's really, yeah, you know, it's like good to and the offense is is suited for him, right? Yeah, uh, May's not gonna win it. I'll tell you why, Sigs, because he's not in a he's not a yeah, top you, ten team
0: yeah that's why but he's gonna he's, if title. he
1: keeps this up he's gonna end up in new york where he'll be in new york and rightfully so the kids been he's been a blast to watch yeah he really has man. i love it to me the other four you can mix them you want running back at michigan quorum caleb williams has to be in it yep. because their defense if without caleb williams sc's in trouble because their defense can't stop anybody for sure they uh uh i, I got stroud out of my top five now Sags. i'm sorry to yeah. tell you i just can't yep. put him in my today Bo Nix belongs in it as well, and then the fifth one would probably be Hendon Hooker. So th- that that's my group three, four quarterbacks: the redshirt freshman Hooker, Williams, Nix, Corum, and May. Uh, that's my top five. And I, you know, the Nix, Caleb Williams, in you move the when they go if they ever run into each other or when UCLA Notre Dame back to back next week for Caleb Williams will separate him. Bo Nix is playing out of his mind after his first clunker at the beginning of the season. Hooker has a chance to make up for last week with another big game, so yeah, I, I would do that. And Michigan's winning, and they're leaning on the guy, they're leaning on a runner that's killing it all year long in a workhorse. And the redshirt, if he was on a top ten team, may would be at the top of the be at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, but he's not going to win it because of that. So those are my five.
0: So yeah, just the the Heisman. I think it's you mentioned Stroud being knocked out because of his his clunker there in, in Evanston against Northwestern. <laughs> The, the two names that stick out are Caleb Williams and Hendon hooker. I think Bo Nix has done a lot, but I feel like what Caleb Williams and Hendon hooker have done at the quarterback position. Nix has done it with a little bit of both running and passing. Um, and, and not to say he hasn't played well and doesn't deserve to be in New York when the time comes, but it, it feels like it feels like it's Hendon hookers still to lose, even with the loss at Georgia. Um, and then, the running back at michigan when when you're leaned on like he is and, and you're winning games and you're rushing for 418 yards even though it was your running mate that helped you get there and in, in donovan edwards you still ran for 418 yards against the top five rush defense in the country
1: right and seg's with him he's going to get a huge moment with ohio state too yep you that's exactly. the high, every all eyes are going to be on him i would and and hand hooker yeah, the Georgia probably set it back a little bit, but he's got numbers and had a great year, and he's been a people are rooting for him. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, and I, and not because he's a Trojan, but if he goes and beat Colorado, they beat uh, UCLA and Notre Dame, he's going to get eyes on him and Caleb Williams as well. If they run the table and get to a point where they have only got one loss and his numbers are gaudy, especially knowing what he's had to overcome with his defense, mm-hmm. and the world loves him, he, he may very well. I think it's coming down to, to the last, as it usually does. Yeah. And I, I think it's the, those three. If they all, they all three play great, they're going to have a decision to make. But they're all going to get an opportunity, and especially Caleb and Corum with eyes on him because Hinton got eyes on him and did it against Alabama, had eyes on him, and they didn't beat Georgia. Now it's going to be – and recency bias comes into play. I think those three are top three finishers. Now, if, if Stroud goes out and throws for 450 on you guys and yeah, seven yeah, touchdowns, yeah. He jumps right back into it. But Caleb Williams, I think, is. A, we're not talking about it because on the West Coast you may not see him. If they run the table and, and Quorum rushes for 75 yards against Ohio State, he's got a chance to win the Heisman.
0: Trophy. Yeah, uh, and then one last thing real quick. Got to get your thoughts there in Houston. James Click, the World Series winning GM will not return to the Astros. They he was offered a one year deal. He wanted more, rightfully so. You win a you win a World Series as a GM. You think you should get a, a long term deal. It sounds like things aren't great there between the owner and the GM. Uh he offered him the one year. Click said no. Crane said goodbye. So uh just quick thoughts on that.
1: Jim Crane's a shrewd businessman but a damn good one says yes. he's a great owner. He he is and he does he's whether it's Springer or Correa or Garrett Cole, 80 He's, he's not going to go away. He's not getting above the luxury tax. He's not doing what he has. And they keep winning. Yes. So why why would you change? And he is a very stern and strong businessman that has expectations. I don't think he and Crane have been on this. I mean, Crane and, and Click been on the same page much anyway. You know, we're the flagship of him. I, don't, it's yep. not, I just think that I think personally watching that Jim Crane thinks that we can do this with or without him. I, I, Jim Crane didn't say that. Definitely. That's just my opinion, because when you offer a World Series champion, Who's, who's, who's the general manager, I didn't say architect because it's been built, yes. Luno had a lot to do with it, and they got great players, is a million dollars is a low-end salary for a GM anyway. You win the World Series and you come back, we'll give you a, a little bit a little bit of upgrade money-wise, but we'll keep it in one year. You become a lame duck instantly when, when mm-hmm. you sign it. And I think Jim Crane thinks that he can find somebody that will stand in line for the job because the GM of the Astros, you're going to win. Doesn't surprise me at all, sakes. I always felt Dusty was a guarantee coming back if they wanted, if he if he wanted to, and that James Click would uh w- w- there was gonna that was gonna be testy, and I don't blame James Click either for moving on. He's a World Series champion; he probably deserves a three or four year deal. And Jim Crane, they're gonna be fine one way, and so will James Click. But uh, if I'm James Click, I probably would have done the same thing, Segs. Uh, uh, but I also know that if you're Jim Crane and you're not all sold on it. Why are you going to give somebody a three- or four-year deal that you're not all in on that you think you can replace? It'll end up being fine for both of them. I don't think this was a marriage made in heaven anyway. I think it was temporary all the way around.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting storyline to watch Is well, the best team in baseball last year now is without a GM, and we'll see who uh, replaces James Click, who replaced Jeff Luno from the scandal. So.
1: You want to come with me, dude? Well, Saturday got the job in Indianapolis. Why can't we go be the GM for the Astros? All we got to do is tell Dusty roll him out there and play, and we'll make a good trade or two at the deadline. We're, I, I'm not diminishing the GM role, but we, we love baseball, say. Yeah, Ready? I'll do it.
0: Let's go. I'm in. All right,
1: I'll t- All right. I'll take the million too. Yeah, you just
0: <laughs> you yeah you give uh, Jim Crane a quick call down there in Houston, and yeah, I'll, I'll be on a plane.
1: I got you handled. Then we'll go play golf at Pebble Beach with him. Fair enough. Sounds
0: good. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show. As always, we're brought to you by Bet Online, And as always, thank you to Believe.com. And we will talk to you next Tuesday. We'll wrap all this stuff up that we talked about and see who loses this week in the NFL that probably shouldn't have lost. So, all right, we'll talk to you next week, Sean.
1: Have a great one, brother. Thank you.